welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and our special guest today is actor, writer, improviser, creator of Ladylike Variety Show, Kenzie Rowland. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh my gosh, I'm a fan. Oh my Huge god, fan. What? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. And so this our special <laughs> last so last full length episode <laughs> of 2016. We've been doing this for a whole year now, which I feel like my mom should be proud of me for sticking with this for 12 fucking months. Yeah, mom and dad, you can't say I never stuck to anything. That's true. Be proud of me. Um, (laughs) Aren't you? You're proud of me, right? Parents will never hear this. (laughs) They don't know what a podcast is. Your parents? No, I think my mom's listened to a couple of episodes, maybe. So if you're listening, mom, I made it for an entire year. Hey, Nicole's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Today, on our very last special Feminine Mistake podcast full-length episode of 2016, we are discussing the film Annie Hall, uh, 1977. Uh, directed by Woody Allen, um, written by Woody Allen and uh, Marshall Brickman. Starring Diane Keaton and Woody Allen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bookending the year with That's uh, true. Diane Keaton. Yeah, I f- almost forgot yeah. that was the reason Baby we're Boom. watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Our first ever podcast was the film Baby Boom, starring Diane Keaton. And so. Because she's the best actor that's ever lived. Oh my God. I, I really so I like Keaton. want her to adopt me yeah. so much. Oh, she's the best. I love her. She's oh amazing. Gosh. And I feel like I just watched Baby Boom like yesterday. I know. Really? It doesn't feel like it's yeah. been like. I mean, technically, I it's been 11 episodes because we started really in February. Well, we can, we can get ended. into that. We can get into that, Sarah, in my special secret segment that we'll be doing at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. So um, before we get into talking about the film, uh, let's talk about everybody's experience with the film Annie Hall before the podcast. I had never seen this movie. Ooh. I thought that I had not seen any Woody Allen movies or at best very few. Turns out I've seen a lot of them. Oh, okay. Looked it up last night. Tried to prove myself right. I was wrong. I've seen quite a bit, quite oh, a bit of so his work. So you're a closeted Woody Allen fan. fan. Um, I wouldn't say that. I think that there's a reason why I forgot that I had seen Woody Allen films. So <laughs> um, okay, well there you go. There you just go. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Um. So I grew up in a house with a lot of movies, and Annie Hall had a a special place in my parents' hearts. And I grew up hearing that it was a great movie. It won Best Picture it did. the year my parents met. It won a lot of Academy Awards, yes. actually. Yeah. Um, and I, I never actually saw it because for some reason, you can't see the cover of it, but it just looks kind of dull. It just was like two people talking, which is basically what this whole movie is. I love movies with about relationships, but when I was a kid, I didn't. So I watched this. I watched probably the first half hour of it when I was an adult, and I stopped it when she was at the first nightclub. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't go back to it, and I, I never I'm actually watched the whole thing until I, I watched it with Nicole. Well, uh, yeah, we did. That's true. Ago. This is one of the few times where neither of us had seen the movie yet. Well, and had watched it together. Yeah. yeah. Cause I didn't watch the last one with you. Um, Kenzie. Um, so I had not seen this movie. Um, I'd heard a lot about it. I watched midnight in Paris and I loved mm, that okay. movie like okay. so much Recent in college. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I feel like I'll enjoy this. The really, the only thing I knew about Annie Hall was that my mom growing up just really wanted to dress like her. Um, I agree. Yeah. I like, and that. so like growing up, I was like, Annie Hall is how you dress. That's what that is. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, it's a movie, but I still stand by my, <laughs> first thought i think it's more of a dress it it is Tight. definitely yeah. i think that, that <laughs> annie hall look is definitely yeah it's a, a style choice yeah like it's actually di- di- diane keaton supplied all the yeah. clothes wow. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah, her, her whole wardrobe. Yeah, no, her, her the costume designer was like, no, don't wear those. Those yeah. are so bad. That's you look crazy. But she was like, no, I'm just gonna wear them. Yeah, and ever since then, like every movie she's been in after that, it's her wardrobe too. Really? Yeah. Well, I've noticed oh that cons- there's a consistency there, mm-hmm. even in her later work. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think I've seen parts of this movie before, but not the whole thing. Or here's the thing: uh, when I was in high school. This would have been in the 1990s because I'm old. I was like, I love comedy. I'm into comedians. And I went, I was like watching the Marx Brothers and watching Monty Python and like binging and all that stuff. And and I basically was going for any comedian that uh, was supposed to be a well-regarded comedian and kind of going through their catalog of movies. So I've seen Sleeper and I've seen Manhattan and uh, some of Woody Allen's other work. Um, uh, recently I've seen blue jasmine uh i did not see some of his other recent things i don't know if i remembered this movie as being different than what it was like i my recollection of it was oh this is a movie about this guy and he's kind of annoying and you know like the writing is good um and that's Wasn't all like that what it was about <laughs> i'll get into my feelings about it now when we get to the movie but i feel like I think we all know who, how i feel now though <laughs> <laughs> um i found myself surprised by a lot of things which yeah, makes me, me wonder if i yeah. have seen this movie or if maybe i watched it and was like at, in in my in the, at the age of 16 or right. 15 or whatever when i saw this maybe i didn't fully take in the subtext of what was going yeah. on so right. maybe that's yeah. the problem but i was like you can ask sarah who was yeah. watching this movie with me visibly no i felt uh, having having like very visceral reactions yeah. to this movie yeah. while watching it yeah <laughs> so all right, well, that was our experience with Annie Hall before the podcast, so let's get into talking about this film. Woo! You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, Matt. You look stupid and rich. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, Annie Hall, 1977. Um, we already kind of went over some of the people involved, mostly Woody Allen um, and other people. <laughs> Um, no, there was a lot of people involved. Um, this is going to, I know this is going to shock everyone. They were mostly men. Um, no. <laughs> Except for the costume designer uh, who we just discussed and was one of not the, actually, did not actually do. Well, she probably designed the other costumes. But, um, and one of the film editors. Uh, I wrote her down because she was one of the few women um, and the creative staff that was listed. Uh, Wendy Green Brick, Brickmont. Um, this role, uh, Diane Keene's role was written for her. Mm-hmm. And her actually her, really her, cool. her nickname is Annie Hall because her mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. last name was originally Hall and her nickname was Annie. Uh, and there's some hmm. debate as to whether this film is sort of autobiographical. Woody yes. Allen says no. Diane Keaton says yes. 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 So yes, ah. it seems like it might be. Uh, yeah, it seems a bit. I believe he did start dating one of the young actresses in this movie during Shocker. Film. <laughs> oh my god. I feel okay before we okay I know we need to get into talking about this movie but there's like there's an elephant in the room here and it's Woody Allen it's Woody Allen Woody Allen's the elephant Uh, very skinny elephant right but we all okay we're all aware of his um controversial relationships uh should we say um allegations of abuse there it is. Um, I feel like we have to say it. Like, we yeah. can't talk about this movie without yeah. mentioning it. And I will say, uh, as we get deeper into this movie, we can discuss this further. I feel like watching this movie, 
I was like, I understand this. I understand. I totally. You now. Yeah. yeah. I, understand I had you that now. same yeah. thought. Like yeah. I was, I watched it and I was like, I mean, I won't say specifically right. yet, but I was like, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> yeah. do go on. Yeah. Yeah. There are right. a few jokes in there or just generally <laughs> about character behaves. Yes, there are. There are some definite, and I don't know, maybe this would have been viewed differently in 1977, but there were definitely some things that made me, uh, made my skin crawl. Yeah, maybe touch. I blocked out those jokes about pedophilia because I just well, there's one in particular oh, I, yeah. I wrote down that uh-huh. Sarah and I were like, yep. <gasps> I wonder if it's the same one that I was like, it probably, probably is. Yeah. Okay, so it. Annie Hall. Um, usually we have a lengthy discussion about the title sequence. Not much to discuss here, um, other than silence. the fact that they were very sparse i think intentionally so mm-hmm. yep. just the title no music mm-hmm. i was like okay art house comedy M- most of right. his films <laughs> are have the exact same like font it's oh, like black screen yeah. with white le- le- lettering mm-hmm. sometimes with music sometimes without music mm-hmm. yeah. very sparse okay so yep. it's like a theme yep. yeah. theme for him i didn't even realize the movie was starting i was like chatting with Cristo. i thought that my Oops. volume was broken i was like <laughs> no <laughs> i'll never be able to watch it so the first thing we get here is the scene with Alvy and he's um I think this was shot after the movie had already been started they were editing it and it didn't seem to be coming together so they added some of the the voiceover Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that and I I I believe that this scene at the beginning was one of the things they shot after they started cutting it together the interesting thing is so that we start right away knowing that he that they've broken up like this is a movie about directly into the Mm -hmm. camera right so which is a device throughout the movie this breaking very lots of interesting lots of different ways of breaking the fourth wall and although it's funny because Sarah was like well you know the we were talking about how original that would have been at this time and although Yes, a lot of the things that he did were original in this film. Like, funnily enough, Groucho Marx broke the fourth wall all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, Groucho Marx would walk towards the camera and speak to the camera in this manner all the time. He was surprisingly, like, going into that, though, he was surprisingly likable to me in the first scene where he's talking directly to the camera. I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. Like yeah, off the bat. I thought he was so like was how quirky I was and fun and like he was talking so fast. The movie just started and you were just like, oh, OK, we're like on this ride together. Cool. And he's it's confession, very confessional. He's mm-hmm. talking to the directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. And like I found myself liking him at first, mm-hmm. um, at first. Yeah. What, what is yeah. the first reference he makes? It's like uh, I wouldn't want to be a part of a club that would want me as a member. That would. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that a very the, famous quote attributed to Groucho Marx but yeah that's where that that joke comes from but so this is the whole uh philosophy of the entire film which is Woody Allen positing as Alfie the reason I don't last in relationships is because I don't want anybody who wants me that's his theory right Right. that's the that's what Mm -hmm. we get right off the bat here so then we go to directly from that into a flashback about his childhood. When I, I loved that this. scene. I thought it was hilarious. Just like watching this little nihilistic kid that's like, <laughs> I can't. The universe is expanding and one yeah. day it's just going to explode because I can't go any farther. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Hillary's I like, that's me. thought that was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I, I just loved that scene. And I was like, that gives us like a real insight into like who he is like as an adult. Like, and he still has that kind of opinion. I yeah. guess like he's got a very nihilistic like, I think life all, the world. I think all n- neurotic adults can look back at their childhood and see have those mo- moments of like oh wow that was like a re- really neurotic person back then mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and, and I did like what are you talking about <laughs> right yeah <laughs> always the mom's yeah, fault right. guys <laughs> I would describe her and I think I wrote this down as um the definition of shrill 
like yeah. that mm-hmm. stereotype of a shrill woman like that was the caricature of that person I feel well, like. I was just gonna say we might not be at that point yet mm. but I feel like every woman in this movie was shrill and terrible and awful yeah mo- mostly yeah. yes except like, for Diane Keaton except for her yeah. but even she whenever yeah. she had emotion he'd yeah. be like are you on your period yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. like yeah. no <laughs> and even yeah. if she was why does that matter <laughs> like women in the movie and like I might be jumping the gun but women in this movie like were so they they either belonged to him yeah were a property like yeah. sexual object yep. or just like annoying as shit mm. yep. <laughs> yeah yep. pretty much yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep or sometimes multiple things. Uh, yeah, sometimes there are more than one, which was probably because they're on their period. But yeah, probably. I mean, there were definitely a lot of women on their periods. Yeah. Clearly, clearly in this movie. Yeah. I'm so confused as but to whether we're even supposed to like him at this point. Like, no, I, just, like, I agree. I, um, at this point, I was still okay with him. I didn't. Like I was okay him. with him up till this. I point. was okay yeah. with him, and I'll get to when I'm not okay with him. Yeah. But I, I'm not. I wasn't Almost like immediately when he rea- interacts with like another adult. I was like, I'm oh out. yeah. Well, okay, look. <laughs> We'll we'll get we'll get there I guess but yeah he's he's a he's he's a dick yeah like I he's straight up a dick this guy a bag of yeah and his he's opening a bag of monologue dicks. I actually was like you're every guy I dated in college <laughs> I <laughs> this hate is you terrible. this is too real it doesn't turn out well <laughs> yeah too real. I know how this ends <laughs> um and he's like have I seen this movie before oh no no I lived end it lived it yeah. <laughs> We see him walking down the street with the only guy who's a bigger bag of dicks than him, his friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is this guy's Rob? name? Is it Max? What is Rob. he keeps calling Woody uh, Alvy Max, right? Mm-hmm. What is that guy's name? I don't know. He's like That's Rob. Jerky 70s guy. Rob. It's, Rob? it's Rob. Okay. Um all the Robs I've known have been real assholes. Wait, don't we know a Rob? He's probably an asshole. I do I mean, know a Rob. He's married to my friend, and he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like that guy. Yeah. Okay. He's one well. of the good ones. He's one <laughs> well, of the good Hillary. Rob's. Sorry. <laughs> my dad uh, is my he doesn't doesn't check podcast. out. It's okay. <laughs> doesn't check out, guys. He doesn't check out. But all the ones I know. <laughs> That's what matters. This guy is fucking awful, this guy. He's is like, the he guy makes, with the fro? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. guy with the fro. But he had an amazing afro. God. Yeah, it was impressive. Just beautiful. I wanted to pet it a little bit. It was a white dude afro. Like, it was so nice. It, it was well fluffy like a quaffed. golden retriever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just run my fingers through it. Or like, uh, what are the the poodle mixes? The oh, labradoodles? He's, like, he's a labradoodle. Oh. He did. Yeah. He was a, like a labradoodle, but not Put your snuggling. fingers no. in it and like, he was not they snuggling. disappear. No. It's funny because I still don't like him imagining him as a labradoodle. Like, I still <laughs> don't like him. I know. <laughs> Which is hard because they're so cute. They are cute. Um, labradoodles are cute. I couldn't figure out, is it his friend? Is it his agent? Did they grow up together? I don't really understand. It was unclear unclear to me. I thought he was giving him career advice, so I thought maybe it was his agent. No, I thought friend, but it was weird. Yeah, I thought it was his friend, but like his friend was like L.A. and like, yeah, he wanted him to leave New York to Mm -hmm. go to L.A. That's what they were discussing. And a lot of Jew jokes. Yeah. Lots and lots of Jew jokes. Uh, yeah. Alvi thinking that most people dislike him because he's a Jew. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not because you're it's a Jew. Not. It's because you're an asshole. Yes. Yeah. That's why is. people don't like you. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so funny. Mic I mean, drop. this is kind of like encompassing this entire movie, but I feel like this movie is like this guy going, I don't know what everyone's problem is with me. I don't know what everyone's problem is with me. And it's like, like I can't wait to dig into it. I think so. That I know, is. I know. I know. <laughs> holding on to it like a security blanket. We'll get there. Yes. Um, okay, so he's trying to convince Alvi to go to LA. Alvi's like, no, I'm a New Yorker. I'm not going to LA. Um, so 
he's he's ha- is he ha- he's having that he's going to the movies with Annie. Is that yes. what he's about yes. to meet up with her? He gets the recognized outside. And the pity is that what they're seeing? Right. Yeah. No, they were seeing something else, oh, and okay. she was late. So Annie gets there, and she's late. And right off the bat, it's super tense. And this is the first time we hear this multiple times. This is the first time where we hear him say, are you on your period or something? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, is this serious? Like, seriously, you're saying this? Like, this is seriously a thing you're saying to your girlfriend. And she's like, doesn't really seem to bat. Back then, that was what they said. And women didn't pick up on that being like a thing. It was just like something that guys said. This was during the women's movement, you guys. That's what I said. Oh my gosh! The whole time I was watching this, I was like, "This yeah. was supposed to be and during." Maybe the they had bigger fish to fry. Oh, well, but yeah. this wasn't no. written by a woman. This was no. written yeah. and created by all men, and I think it shows. Like really narcissistic yeah. men. Yeah. yeah, like the worst kind. Yeah, yeah. I feel like okay. Right off the bat, I can say that I've, this movie feels like it is a movie about a narcissistic person who doesn't realize they're narcissistic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's glorifying it. Like yeah. it is like he's supposed like it's to quirky. be quirky. It's quirky and it's cute and it's a romantic interest. And look, this woman who's Diane Keaton and she's beautiful. She really does like me. I mean, she left me because my life is terrible and you should still feel bad for me because I ruined my relationships, but, but I'm really likable. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really did not like the way her character was written. And we'll get more into that as well, time goes on. I, but I feel like, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like we got a super big introduction. Like, even in the first no. scene, like, we don't get a lot of her yet other than, like, that's his girlfriend. It seems like she, they're, the, it's tense. He's just well, really well, they don't seem like they want to be together yeah. in this yeah. first scene. Oh, well, well, for me, her, her reaction to him saying, you must be on your period, of course, like, I'm at the time, yeah. like, they wouldn't. But when she didn't, like, react to that, I was just like. <sighs> right. And I agree, like, the writing of her character <laughs> I, I feel like we should reserve that until because I feel like the 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 first the flashback where he first meets her yes, is when we really yes, get into yes. that. Um, here right. we're really just seeing like this is a relationship at the end of its life. Right. They don't seem to be want to be together. He's busy paying attention to what somebody else is saying about a movie behind him. Which There's some just, but it was like, awesome. He, that was he, a great <laughs> scene. I he, liked it. But before that, he harangues her. Like she gets there and he immediately like pounces on her. Yeah. Goes, yeah. Why were you late? Me, me. But yeah. then he like and gets two minutes late. Yeah. But then he gets on to her about them not having sex enough immediately. In line at In the line. movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like upset that he's being interrupted by somebody talking about like an appropriate subject in the movies. Another movie. Right. Rather and than he's like, right. stop You're interrupting my sex enough. talk slash argument right and then he breaks the fourth wall comes and talks to the camera and then the guy who's talking behind him comes and talks to him he's like a film professor Mm -hmm. the guy behind him and he's discussing uh like film theory basically yeah and then alby crosses the room and bring pulls out behind like a display um what's his name a director he pulls out the director director. that the guy was talking about yeah and he's like see even the director doesn't agree with you now i don't remember what that director's name was i know i'm a film nerd but i actually am not familiar with this guy he was too obscure for me um He wanted to get Federico Fellini mm-hmm. um, or somebody else, maybe Louis Louis ben, Benoit, maybe. Um, but there were two people he it was went through. Fel- that, Fellini. Yeah. Well, there were two people he went through before he got to that guy oh, that okay. turned him down. Fellini was one of them. That would have been funny if it was Fellini. <laughs> this other guy, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so immediately we're getting this sort of surrealism, which I was an element of the movie I did like. The element of surrealism. Yeah. Um, all of it, all of the surrealist elements are all very self-centered around the character Albio. Yes. They're always centered yeah. around his psyche. Um, in this case, him imagining like how he could stick it to this guy by like bringing out the actual film director and proving yeah. the guy behind him wrong. Right. Yeah, this whole movie feels like 
his like inner fans like his inner yep. monologue of like i'm yep. so awesome yeah, so his look at all to look at all the smart things i think yeah there i think Sorry, there's definitely no 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 i was just agreeing with you i was yeah. sitting here nodding being like yes <laughs> yeah. go on <laughs> but disguised as look how imperfect and flawed i am right yes. yeah yeah we've heard that before right um because that's what a narcissist mm-hmm. says when mm-hmm. you don't right. know that they're a yeah. narcissist exactly anyway so uh they don't end up seeing the movie, I think, because he has to have has everything to, his way. Right. This starts see, right he away. He has to see the credits the from start thing. to finish. Like they've, yeah, only, they've only missed the first two minutes, and it's her fault. It's all her fault. Yeah. Oh, everything in this movie is somebody else's fault. I know yeah. we've established oh. that, but it's especially hers. And oh, I, yeah. I have to note something. Um, I read a summary of this, too, just mm-hmm. to make sure I, I had everything. And yeah. in the summary, it was like, uh, Annie is unapologetically late. And I was like, um, fuck what? that. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> the, patriarchy fuck wrote, that. the patriarchy wrote that sub- synopsis. <laughs> anyway, so he refuses to see the movie. So they go home and watch his favorite thing, which is. They don't go home. They, they don't, wait in line for the movie, for the Nazi documentary. They watch that's that. The that's the thought they watched it in bed. Okay. No, that's Sorrow the line the they're in is for oh, wait, the wait, there's light. no Netflix. <laughs> right. depressing Nazi isn't it like a four hour or something well crazy he loves like that? watching this Nazi documentary right right he, he goes keeps to it going multiple back to times it, yes. yeah. yeah which I, you know if like you're trying to get your girlfriend to have sex with you yeah. I would definitely take them to a movie about the Holocaust I know that yeah. was the thing was like they went and saw a movie about the Holocaust and then he like comes home and he's like hey take off your home what's up what? I'm so disheveled oh, look disgusting. how poor and pathetic I am take your pants off <laughs> yeah um yeah so they get back home. He puts the moves on her. She's not interested. He gets frustrated and acts like a baby. As they're sort of talking about um, why she doesn't want to have sex with him, because she has to have a reason, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She can't just not. It can't be because he's such Crazy. a fucking wet blanket. Because um, they just life. went and saw a bunch of Jews be murdered on television. I mean, if that doesn't like... get you excited i don't know what does and she she's page. like well, she must well, be yeah remember allison how you like were disinterested became disinterested in her right and so we find out he's been yeah. married multiple times mm-hmm. well, they didn't really specify that one time right and then but he says twice later oh twice. right 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 okay so the first girl so we, this is also sort of sort of like high fidelity if any of you guys have seen that um with john cusack um where we kind of go back into his other relations actually jesus christ i just realized how similar this movie is to high fidelity <laughs> um anyway so we go back and we see a lot of other his other relationships i don't know if this is meant to develop him as a character or show us a pattern um really it's it's just like pattern woman after woman that i'm like you're too good for him yeah (laughs) it's funny because like it's a pattern but he doesn't realize it's a his fault pattern yeah Yeah. at all I will uh, does just, he though he seems like he mentions that it's his fault but for the wrong reasons yeah I yeah, feel yeah. Like. yeah like he doesn't see the real reason no i don't think the movie sees the, the real movie reason does not see the real no reason. it never does the movie doesn't no. even know what it's talking and about and millions of people who saw it didn't see it uh, well maybe some of them did either. and just didn't want to talk about it to their husbands but um yeah they're like that's <laughs> really why i'm not having sex with you you're a neurotic loser and kind of a douchebag <laughs> um so First, we it's the first person we see is Allison, who, who is Carol Kane. I know. Oh my god, she's so great. I love her. I love her. So I much. saw her and I was like, oh my god. I was like, Christo, that's Lillian from Kimmy Schmidt. That's exactly what I said. 
last night. And he was like, oh my God. And I was like, she has the same hair. See, I know her as um, she was on Taxi, which I loved her in the, mm-hmm. on the TV show Taxi. And um, also, I love her in Scrooged, where she plays yes. the ghost of, it's the ghost of Christmas present, right? Yeah, she's oh, just yeah. a fairy. With a toaster. It's the best. She just How keeps about hitting a toaster? him in the head. Oh, I never brilliant. Seen, I've, brilliant. I've never seen her before. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really? I adore her. She's so great. So we see Allison and immediately I'm like, you know what I wish I was watching? A movie with Diane Keaton and Carol Kane as Beyond uh, yes. the City. That's oh what I'd God. like to watch. Yes, yes, Queen. Sadly, that was not what I was watching. Can um, we petition for that? There's got to be a hashtag we can come up with that. for that. I would love yeah. that. Keaton Kane. Um, um, done. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Um, so, but she, they're, they're, they're at a fun, a political, a political yes. fundraiser of some yeah, kind. Yeah. That he's like apparently doing stand up at. Yes. He's a stand up comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Which she's w- w- running. Woody it. Allen actually started as a stand up comedian. Yeah. I want to say it's a Republican fundraiser. My, Am I right in saying that? Because he says something know. about like, they're not going to find me funny or whatever. Yeah. And like make some comment about the audience. And she was, or no, it was about her, wasn't it? That she's like, or am I getting ahead of myself? Uh, I don't know. I, all I know is that he walks up to her and immediately tears her apart. Yeah. yeah just like, he like, like reduces redu- her to a stereotype. And take, and yeah. strips away every ounce of like authority or, um, equality that exists between yeah. a person mm-hmm. running a show and a guest comedian like yeah. she should be in charge of things and he just walks up to her and is and just like tears her apart into and yeah. ma- in a way that i think is meant to be oh they're flirting yeah. but really yeah. seems and then and then she's and then abusive. how this movie gets away with it is she says oh i love being reduced down to a stare stereotype and so that get, takes it off of you yes, know, the, yes, the, the because writer. she says I'm not it. Saying it does. I'm no, no, no. How, but I would argue that her character—I don't think her character gives him a pass. I think that this is the moment where we're supposed to see, "Ooh, she's kind of feisty." Yeah, and he that's likes how I that. Saw it. I would say that the women he dated were at least like unconventional in their look for the most part. But they were all extreme. Well, but I, all I, very thin. Yeah, I I can't remember, and I'm jumping ahead in the movie a little bit, but I can't remember um, her name, but it was the woman that he went to the concert Shelley with. Shelley Duvall is oh. the actress. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, mm-hmm. I was like, I know I'm going to butcher her name, but I know I know her name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yes, remember watching that with like my mouth thin. open. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. yeah, Cristo even at one point was just like, holy shit, all these people are so thin. And I was like, yeah, I know it's before they started putting corn in all of our food. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> Me. So they um, go from this comedy show at a some kind of political fundraiser immediately to them in bed and I guess that some time has jumped like they've been together for a while and now he doesn't want to have sex with her like he's avoiding having sex with her and I'm like fuck you right (laughs) isn't he avoiding (laughs) it because of some conspiracy theory about JFK well he's talking about the conspiracy theory but he breaks the fourth wall to tell us that it's to her is that even a word unattracted he's unattracted to her (laughs) I find myself unattracted to him in this film so it should be a word um anyway she, and she's and then he breaks the fourth wall to say you know what i ain't because she's like you're just making up this conspiracy theory to avoid having sex with me and he breaks fourth wall and he's like you know what i am I'm i like, wonder how it's because okay. she likes me i'm like how dare you <laughs> I, cause she is gorgeous yeah and yeah. and interesting and her voice is entrancing mm-hmm. and i just i hope that she moved on to a much better and more fulfilling relationship allison if you're out there the character Allison <laughs> and Carol yeah. Kane for that matter. I hope that you moved on to somebody that is miles above Alvi because he is not worth your time. Yes. 
She did stay in New York. If you watch Kimmy Schmidt, she is there. She's Good. still there. Good to know. Her Good and Titus lady. have the best relationship. So that's who mm-hmm. I want okay. to say that she turned into. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I good. Agree. Okay. Thank I'm you. happy. I'm happy and satisfied with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Um, Just change her name to Lillian into. Yeah. I mean, crack. I would. I, I get it. I get it. I'm um, gonna do that too. But this yeah. is again another time where we're reiterating the idea that my relation, his relationships fail because I don't like somebody if they like me. Right. I only like somebody who doesn't like me. But you should still feel bad for me. Right. So now we immediately, and I did like the way the movie was structured. At times, I had difficulty placing where we were in time, but I did like that structure. Yeah, I did I too, did actually, like and I could totally. Um, appreciate what they did with like you know their takes were a lot longer and like they would jump around and break yeah, the wall. Yeah. like they did weird quirky things that were uh, really pushing for the time the directing yeah. of it i, I appreciate making was wonderful yeah. right um i thought and i thought some of the jokes were really funny i mean like yeah. at their first meeting with allison like i just died laughing at his line after she's like Oh yeah, just love being reduced to stereotype. He just it comes back with like, I know I'm a bigot, but for the left, so it's fine. Yeah, no, like, yeah. There okay. were some. Good, like, the writing like is good. Yeah. Um, my like, problem is more with the character clever, than the but writing. Like, oh yeah. yeah, my problem is definitely with the character. I thought the writing was very funny, though. There were a lot of jokes in this that made me laugh mm. a lot. Mostly because it's the lo- the the lack of self awareness in the character, and not in yeah. a way that the movie's in on the joke. Like yeah. the movie yeah. is yeah. also yeah. not self aware, and that's the thing that was troublesome to me although the 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 jokes were good especially considering what would have been considered funny at that time like certain things we don't find them funny anymore those things were different in the 70s we know that um but yeah it was definitely the lack of self-awareness on the part of the film itself Mm -hmm. that was most troublesome okay so they they have this cute scene where they're trying to cook lobsters then they walk on the pier so then so we're seeing the good part of their relationship Mm -hmm. i think and then we go from that to uh, as the, like they're walking down the street, they're kissing in New York. It's very, all the, the very definition of New York city romance, right? This was one of my favorite parts of the movie. This is when we go into her past relationships and we see her like with this like beehive kind of do yeah. with like her high school boyfriend. Okay. My favorite moment hands down in the movie is her talking to the actor guy that was the funniest oh my gosh he's like put your foot on my heart i've lived that guys we all lived that guy i'm like that is every actor that any woman has ever dated like he was shirtless right wasn't he he like shirtless very deep very he might as well be shirtless Yeah. yeah he was like shaggy and he was like oh and acting is the you know the truth the more you really get to the truth and your emotional truth and i'm like oh my god (laughs) i'll be honest guys like if i had to talk to that guy i'd be out skis but like if he'd keep his mouth shut like i'd dip my toe in that pool you would you would put your foot on his chest let him dip his toe in your pool I would. <laughs> I would definitely. I um, feel like he'd be into that. Yeah, he I would. He looks like, like he would. would. He would definitely be into he toes. I wanted it. I just yeah. put it all over him. Yeah, he would but. be one of those guys who would like, like, wor- like false worship you. You know. Yeah, but I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I like being worshipped. That sounds great. It doesn't matter if it's false or Seems true. Kind it's of smothering, worship. like, no, like a like performance if I worship. Feel special. That'd be awesome. But it's more like a performance, I feel like, with those guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, where I'm playing like, the part of a guy that worships women. Yeah, yeah. but if they're still, like, bringing me food. Okay, so it. as long as he's bringing you food. Yeah. And lobsters. That yeah. He lobsters. <laughs> okay, now this, yeah. I can see how this would work out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, I'm I can fine see with idolization as long as you're still bringing me food. 
go with it. That's okay. fair. All right. Yeah. You, know you can you be want. a self-involved actor as long I as you bring Hillary that. food. Mm-hmm. It's really. I'll tune out your stuff while I eat the sandwich you made me. So next we get into another flashback of second wife. the second wife mm-hmm. of, of Alvis, which was the write, a writer. And there's some kind of writer's party. Mm-hmm. Least developed character, I think, of all the yeah. women. She only yeah. has one scene, right? Right. But I loved her fucking necklace. That oh, my God. Giant, oh, my gosh. necklace I wanted. It, so it made a good I noise wanted. every time she'd hit it, too. Am I the only weirdo that thought that? Like, it was but, just like a nice clink. But guess what the scene is about, <laughs> guys? Clink. Guess what it's about? Sex. Okay. We all said it's so wants, Okay, so she's, like, there for work. Like, this is, like, a... Uh, a, a, a social function for her yeah. work with other writers. Mm-hmm. He's frowning upon the intellectuals. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm you like, are a screenwriter. Yeah. What do you think you are? But anyway. Yeah. He's yeah. also the biggest pseudo intellectual of all of them in this yeah. movie, you know? Yeah. And like, come on. Yeah. So he wants to stay in this room, in this house that they don't know the person that they're at their house. And he wants to Fornicate. quietly hump. He says he'd like to quietly hump. Yeah, he, he literally said, said that. Hump. Yeah, yeah, he, he said, said that. Quietly hump. Ew. I feel like if anybody said quietly hump to me, like <laughs> I would just immediately like vomit. <laughs> and like, like that's grounds up. for a divorce right there. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I would just be like, oh, I think my vagina just actually disappeared. Like I didn't think <laughs> it like shriveled it could into actually, so. it closed. Up, but it, it, uh, it closed it like that portal in Poltergeist. Yeah, <laughs> closed right up. Oh, just oh my god! That's the noise it makes. Close for business. So I feel like his wife is meant to seem uptight. Yes. Oh but yeah, really how uptight she must be. She's a uptight. Yeah, she doesn't want to quietly hump it. She doesn't want to quietly hump. Bedroom. She doesn't. God, she tight. needs Valium when they're having sex right. at home. But you know, honestly, if I was with that guy, I'd need Valium to to oh, to, totally. to get into bed with him too. Yeah. Frankly, well, like sometimes popping a pill is fun. And I'm not talking <laughs> about his looks. Drugs Again, are fun, kids. You can be attracted <laughs> to people that are unconventionally looking or whatever. About his personality. I'm talking about his personality. Yeah. If I were married to him, I would need Valium to get by. Also, yeah. Frankly, yeah. So he's very insensitive. Like in each yeah. of these scenes, he's like always demand. Like he demands, Demanding. he demands that they have sex with him, which yes. is yes. not sexy. I don't mm-hmm. think. No, no. no. Um, and to me about that, like, and this might be completely wrong, but like him demanding sex really wasn't the problem in the scenes. If he even did look like the asshole in the scenes, right? Yeah. Like when in those scenes, it was kind of like him demanding sex wasn't even talked about. It was the fact that no. they wouldn't. No, yeah, yeah it, it was, was their the, problem. They, they were right. always and then the only time he would him. kind of look With like him. an asshole would be like a little like skip in the pond. It would be mm-hmm. like, Meh. but I'm still cute. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like I think we're meant to think this woman is just like frigid, right? right. That's the mm-hmm. that's the stereotype. She's the frigid woman. Mm-hmm. Um, when really I was just like, ah, oh, God, I feel for you, girl. Like yeah. I'm sorry that yeah. you're married to this guy. I feel yeah. for you. Like he stopped. Oh, I feel like we're at the point where we can finally talk about this because we're getting Yay. to our first scene. The first scene where Alvi meets Annie for the first time, the tennis match yes. comes yes. after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Which was surprising and weird. Dressed so cool. Oh my gosh. In her like ten- her like outfit with the upturned oh, collar yeah. and like Oh my I gosh. can see how she was such a style icon after this mm-hmm. movie. I mean, there was this we haven't really talked too much about it, but it was this like masculine feminine thing Mm -hmm. which i found incredibly radiant yeah which i think all of america did when this movie came out probably Mm -hmm. we see her in the famous suit and tie outfit that Mm -hmm. is like kind of iconic from this movie 
she's like hitting on him, but he's like blocking it or not getting it. Like they yeah. go and play tennis. We didn't really get into this, but they're playing tennis with his yeah. dick friend. Right. And she, this is the first time they met. So we're again, this is another flashback, but we're just really d- jumping around in time a lot. I don't remember what provoked this, but basically we're seeing the first time that they met, they're playing tennis. Um, after the tennis match, she comes in wearing the suit tie vest thing and he's like packing up and she's like kind of hitting on him. Yes. And but he like teases her for hitting on way. him. Yeah. I don't, I, she's so awkward about it. It's like, I, I don't know. I was looking at her like, I was like, bitch, have you never spoken to a man before? Like, are you, I couldn't tell and, if it was coyness. And also this, I think it's meant to be genuine. In though. some, in, yeah. I, this is in one of the reviews. They actually included the transcript of the scene mm-hmm. and cited it as being like really clever and cute and like a great example of great dialogue. And I was like, seriously? Okay. Well maybe it was in the 1970s and I'll posit why we're having this kind of reaction to it is I really feel like watching this. I was like, Oh, this is the original manic pixie dream girl is yes. what this yes. is. Yep. Yeah. I had that same thought. Um, the quirky and even, but a very toned down version of it because now oh, Manic's sure. Pixie Dream Girl means like weird ukulele playing Zoe Deschanel, you know, <laughs> o- perhaps even you know, oxy taking, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> there are varying extremes to it. But I feel like she's kind of like the original template for the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, she's like artsy and insecure and like hard to figure out like and i'm saying i'm not saying this is what i think of her i think this is what the movie wants us to think of her Mm -hmm. yeah um dress is different and is quirky and like is late to things and she shakes up your life but she changes it in the best way but ultimately you can't ever stay with her because she's she's gonna come in and change you but she you can't hold on to her I yeah. think that's the that's yeah. what we're getting here. And we've seen that types many, many, many times. And to us as women who write about women, I think that type feels very insulting at this point. Um, I think now would be a good time to mention that even though the movie is called Annie Hall, it's not remotely about I don't know her. A goddamn thing no. about Annie Hall. Yeah. You well, only see that there, one flashback and it's her boyfriends. There's a, I, I, as I was looking up all kinds of things about this movie, um, they originally had all these horrible names for it, like Alvy and me and the Jew or like something like oh crazy stuff like that. Like Would have been more apt though, I <laughs> feel yeah. like. Because here's the thing. Movie is called Annie Hall. We never see her, like her feelings about this relationship. We never On see anything uh, about her or like, look, I get he's the main character, but she for a movie that is called Annie Hall like it's we only ever see her through his eyes yep. always yeah, it's all yep. about him first and foremost like uh, and how she relates to him or yeah. to other men or how he views her, her how he him. sees her yeah and whether he sees her as an object he wants or as an object he doesn't want mm-hmm. you know that's but really what this object. movie is about yes <sighs> all women are didn't you know that well yeah all the women in this movie for sure totally they well, go first they, they 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 go back to her apartment, um, and then right. on the balcony, right? They're having drinks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then this this there are there's another like cutesy device that he uses where he puts sub subtitles where, about right. their thoughts. Okay, but before yeah. we get to that, um, which I think is. I think I'd like to point out this is the first time where he makes fun of her, like because mm-hmm. he makes fun of her a lot, and the, this yeah. is the first time he makes fun of her. Um, where she says the word neat and he's like, neat, what do you, where do you, what are you 12? You know, like, what are you using the word neat for? Like he, he yeah. repeatedly 
does these like things where he like cuts her down a little yeah. bit. Didn't he do that when they were right after tennis? Cause she said, la da. And he was like, what did you just say? Was it there? Or did he say it oh, afterwards? Yeah, it was oh, maybe. somewhere around there. It's like yeah. immediate. Like yeah. he just like any woman he meets. I'm, and anyway, yeah. yeah. It drove yeah. me no. crazy. Yeah. No, he, he criticizes her constantly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's for sure about house, whether how, if she's smart enough, I mean, we'll he get into this. I think there's a lot, yeah. but yeah, he's constantly criticizing whether she's smart enough, the things that she does. And, and, and I don't, I'm, I'm holding, we're holding on to this cause I feel like there's going to be the right time to talk about it. I don't want to like let loose on that, but this is the beginning of things like that. I feel like yeah. right off the bat on this first date on the rooftop, he's already picking on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in a way that I think is cute. I just want to like emphasize that I don't mm-hmm. think the way he picks on her is cute at all, but I think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where we get the sub- subtitles. We get subtitles about what they're really thinking. Um, which I thought was a nice device. I think it's I overused it now. Yeah, yeah, I think we've seen that a lot. His All his thoughts are about sex and all her thoughts are about feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think specifically one of the things he says uh, right off the bat, like the first subtitle mm-hmm. is, I wonder what she looks like naked, right. which is like kind of like, again, icky and feels like yeah, viol- yeah. violating it's her. Cr- yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of parts in this movie that made me feel really icky. Mm-hmm. That one made me feel icky. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of ugh moments for me in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the this movie does not the cutesy stuff does not re- redeem Mm-mm. the the film for me. Like it's supposed to make us go, oh, that's cute, that's clever, but Isn't it doesn't. It funny re- how guys are always thinking about sex, and I'm like, no, it's I I don't actually think that all men like I think there are men that that's all they think about, right. but I don't think all men that's what they're thinking about. At least yeah. not on this level that grosses me out. Like mm-hmm. if you're meeting somebody for the first time and you're attracted to them, I think it's okay to think about what you're attracted to. I think it's okay mm-hmm. to like feel that attraction or sexual or otherwise, but it's just like the way he says things mm-hmm. and combined with the rest of his behavior, I'll have yeah. to admit combined with the rest of his behavior that might makes me feel generally icky about him. Um, and I don't think he stands for all men. I think he's supposed to, but I don't mm-hmm. think he does, nor does she stand for all women because she basically is, a doormat i mean she lets him do and say anything yeah anyway so she mentions that she's going to sing at this club but she's not she's kind of insecure about it he encourages her to sing at the club and then the next scene is her singing at the club so she's a singer Mm -hmm. we didn't really mention this but she has a great voice she does Mm -hmm. she has zero stage presence well i think (laughs) she's meant to be kind of like (laughs) she's nervous yeah Yeah. It, it showed (laughs) <laughs> i i know yeah she's standing there like still well if you see the crowd log. they're like she's like not a log paying attention to, yeah oh, the crowds like, are paying right. attention it's yeah. like a noisy busy bar it's like a yeah. chili's yeah, she's like singing at a chili's that's, yeah. honestly that's how it'd be i'd not be in a corner going like nah, you know like i'm not like yeah why not I wouldn't, like you know for an audition give him a i probably show. would yeah you know but yeah she's standing there quite still um she seems nervous she's frozen there's a lot of distraction, people talking, people shuffling dishes around, standing up. No one's paying attention to her. Um, she's singing It Had to Be You, which, you know, all of the songs she sings are yeah. odes to their relationship. But also, like, I, I'm, i like, I have kind of like a torchy ballad type voice. And when I was thinking about, like, what could I sing if I were to audition at, at, right. at, at late, 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 like, and I was going through all the songs that I could possibly sing all the ones that I knew. And they're all really all about worshiping men. Like, all of those well, tor- torch ballad songs. I don't actually have anything songs. against this song. Like, I think that when you're, like, in love with somebody, you do 
kind of worship them a little bit. Like when you first fall in love with somebody, there's a little bit of worship going on on both sides. Like I think that's just kind of part of the infatuation. But the way the songs are placed, I feel like it had to be you. Like he takes credit for her singing, like going up there to sing. Like he's like, I told you you could do. Like it's like his doing and she gives him that credit. So I feel like the song is about lifting him up. Yeah. In a way that makes me feel, again, makes me feel icky mm-hmm. and not like, I'm not feeling like, oh, isn't this beautiful? They're falling in love. I'm just like feeling, like, oh, I feel like he's starting to control her yes, already. Like, that's how yes. I was feeling. No, that's exactly how I felt too. Yeah. Like, I mean, from the get go, I personally think this whole movie is about a controlling relationship. Like, that's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. And um, it's icky. <laughs> I mean, no. if, well, we're, I mean, cause we're, and we're going to get into this, all of this stuff is about to come out, but I would. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I feel like this movie is about an, a, not just a controlling relationship, but an abusive relationship. Oh, I thought abuse 100%. Like yeah. it, it really yeah. was. I mean, like he was sexually abusive. He was mentally abusive. He paid for her therapist to the point to I, control her jumping. Yeah. yeah I'm jumping. But at the front secure about going she to was. Therapy. And she was like, and she like, even like that split screen. That's supposed to be so mm-hmm. famous where she's saying like, I want to tell him no, because you're empowering me over here. And like, this is something that I really want to do because it's my feelings. But then I feel guilty because he He's pays for it. for it. And yeah. I was like, good. It was like a knife in the gut. I was yeah. like, Christ. Like, I mean, look, I think maybe if you're out there listening and you, and you love this movie or maybe you saw it in in, uh, you know 20 years ago or whatever and you're like well this is just how things were like I I get that perspective Um, but it's not like he's got one tick like it's not like he makes fun of her or he's jealous it's like it's if you have a box a checklist of a behaviors that are emotionally abusive yeah he like yeah no he doesn't hit her in this movie but you can tick off every single box Mm -hmm. every single box mm-hmm. and it was very it made me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah and especially because if this was a movie about a self-obsessed guy who doesn't know what his problem is and a relationship that fails and the movie knows that he is abusive even if it's a comedy i'm like wow cool that you're like that's very interesting that, yeah, that's insightful it then, but, but the movie, movie doesn't, doesn't know it. that it's about yeah, an no. abusive person yes. he, the m- movie is like oh this guy's kind of ner- he's neurotic and it's like no he's not neurotic right. he's controlling he puts her down constantly mm-hmm. he controls her life he um, makes her feel wor- like worthless and not smart and then when she starts to improve herself to please him he gets upset about it and right. continues to abuse yeah. her different ways right Anyway, so I, I figured, like, let's just yeah. put that out there because yeah. I feel like I mean, that's when, what this movie is really when, about. When, whenever I w- watch old movies, even as old as, like, the 80s, but going decade, you go back, it gets worse. Men just were more abu- abusive back then because there was no discussion about what was abu- abu- abusive. So this was not viewed to be abusive. It just wasn't. Right. Well, I have to think that not every man was. No, no, not every man. But yeah. it was not discussed that this no, behavior right. was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. This was just how yeah. some men act. And I think a lot of people still to this day accept it as just like part of a relationship and like don't see things for what they are because it doesn't leave physical scars. Right. Right. And And I think that that's what scared me most about this movie is that like, yes, it was made, you know, 1977 and all that good stuff. And like, I can see that, you know, maybe we've progressed as a society because Trump is elected. So I don't know how far we progressed, but there is some progression in there. Um, The thing that made me most nervous about it was, you know, I, know a lot of young filmmakers and I I met a lot, you know, 
in college and stuff. And this is the kind of thing that normalizes this certain behavior. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think this movie is about me. normalizing abuse. It's normalizing yeah, for abuse sure. and it bugs me. And to this day, asshole guys who don't even need that much of an excuse kind of have one. Like, I yes. can't tell you how many friends I've been on uh, that I know that have been on auditions where like it was completely uncalled for, but it's normal because movies yeah. like this exist. Yeah. That yeah. bugs me. I, I would agree with you. And in fact, I used to teach, um, film school I used Uh to teach at film school and I of course went to film school and Mm -hmm. I would and it's very it was a very common occurrence to see movies made by young men about you know manipulative women Mm -hmm. and how women manipulate you and how women cheat on you and how women are liars and cheaters and it usually ended with a woman being strangled or killed right oh yeah frequently oh man we still see films like that yeah Yeah. but I mean these are young people in their early 20s or their late teens who are just discovering their voice as filmmakers and these are the movies they're choosing to make and they were very it was very common Mm -hmm. very common subject matter yeah and um they didn't think anything wrong with oh no no not at all and uh so they're walking he's consoling her and he's he asks for a kiss which i was like okay well at least he asked as a, he at least learned something from grade school you get it over with yeah it's a forceful ask to me oh yeah, yeah. you I tried so hard to pass. find that silver lining i was trying to find that silver lining he, he, he literally <laughs> said to get it over with so we're not well, thinking I think he about was it meant, he was trying to be i think he was trying to be cute it was, try, it was yeah, supposed I think to he was be trying to be flirty and like yeah. come on let's just get it over with that, that way you won't, won't be have thinking to think about, about kissing me all night because clearly that's yeah. all oh. you're thinking about yeah um that was all i was thinking about while watching this movie yeah, I know if I was on a date with yeah. him, I'd probably be thinking, I wonder if I can fit in that corduroy jacket he's wearing because it would look really cute on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would be thinking. <laughs> can I fit into that? He's a small guy. Yeah. 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 I believe in you. Um, okay. So cut to the sex, which fortunately we don't. We only see the afterwards. <laughs> Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah. But he immediately quotes Balzac just like immediately <laughs> yeah. and i was I'm just like, like i would have just punched you in the dick like what what did he say like something about plays yeah it was like i don't know i don't even know what it was i was, was just some, like i can't even like, oh, oh, no, and, and, and like, there goes an, an, an another novel or something like that yeah yeah so she says i think the nicest thing you could say to woody allen after having sex which is that was nice. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to smoke now to get through this. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. When yeah. she said that, I was just so like, she oh. immediately, she blazes up a doobie right away, which can't blame her. You got yeah, nope. to mm-hmm. do what you got to do. That is what my ex said to me the first time we had sex. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. She's smoking a, smoking a J. Smoking a doobie, which apparently is her ritual. Yeah. He um, naturally which begins. It's pretty normal to be honest. Just smoke a little doobie before you go to bed. Look, I don't, I don't, Seems I don't. Right. I don't smoke weed anymore, but I I did have quite an illustrious career as a weed smoker in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, weed makes sex much better. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know why, if you were into it, why you wouldn't. Uh, to Especially all of our to get through sex with Woody Allen. are in states where pot is legal. They do make a weed lube if you are interested. It what? works for ladies. Oh my um, God, we should get them to sponsor our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, already thought about it. Um, yes. but can yeah, you, you, can you put that on the list? a little bit in there and it gives you apparently a very long and sustained orgasm. So enjoy what? that. Listeners in states where pot is legal and there are four new ones now. Yay. Thank Diane you. Keaton knew what she was doing. Oh, That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Thank you, science. Yeah. She knew. Thank you. So... I guess this is what I would call 
and I feel like we can just breeze through these several scenes of them supposed uh, supposed to be feeling like they're cute, but they're doing like kind of annoying things like stereotyping people in the park, like right, making yeah. fun of gay Being people and Jews. In the park. Yeah. And like, watching. Um, Tid, tidbit fact tidbit. Um, the guy who was the Truman Capote Pote impersonator was actually Truman Capote. Really? Pote. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. That's what I found. <laughs> okay. Um, it's on the internet. It must be true. I believe everything the internet tells me. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with all of you right now. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, they walk uh, at, at the bridge again. Um, and this is when they, he, they, he's like, asking her if he love she loves him like she ha- he has to get her to say it first before right. he'll say it and yeah. then, like and you love me do you love me yeah he says he loves her i yeah. love yeah. you i, I love you i love you i mean she giggles and thinks it's adorable no i would have punched him in the dick oh uh, for sure this would have been like the fourth time you punched him in yeah the dick. i don't think i would have been i don't think four guy. times he would have dated enough. me he would have been like my dick has been crushed to smithers <laughs> like I'm sorry. Pulverized. An- an- You're welcome, women of America. <laughs> an- uh, another tidbit from my ex. He never actually said, I love you. He always said, olive juice. <sighs> he sounds awful. He sounds he like awful. Woody Allen. Yeah. You yeah. were dated Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Me um, too, girl. Me too, girl. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I feel like this is a big scene we need to talk about. She wants to move in with him. Mm-hmm. And he does not want that. Well, they are moving in. They are moving they? in. He's already like, agreed to it, but he's now trying to talk there. her out of it, manipulate her out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, she, he's not even trying to manipulate her out of it. He's just like, just keep your apartment. It'll be fine. And like, she's we like, don't I don't need a paper. By the way, I want to point out $400 oh, a month know. apartment in New York. He said it was I just like, wanted to I kill myself. It was like a, a, a life raft out there in case something happens in their relationship. Right. Right. Like he's already got one foot out the door, basically. She her apartment has rat like bugs and rats and stuff or whatever like she it's a tiny apartment. I can relate. I mean, she's living in Hillary's apartment. There's a ghost. <laughs> There's a ghost. The air conditioning doesn't work, but it's really cheap, so you keep it. Right, and then they end up they do end up moving in together. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's unclear. Yeah. yeah. They do, but oh yeah, they do. Yeah. But clearly, she still has her apartment because later on in the movie, that's true. So she must have listened to him. He said oh, he yeah. was going to keep paying for it for oh, her. Oh, that's right. He said he would keep more paying money for it, manipulation. which is really gross. Yeah, more money manipulation. I mean, and that's the thing is like, I, with things like that, I feel like a lot of people don't see the abuse in those types of right. actions because yeah. it is sort of what's expected. You know, as you become a couple, your finances kind of merge into one and like, but he's That's like paying thing. for but things. But he's paying for all of her stuff. But like, I feel like in a way, but in a way that advantage gives him an advantage, right? But at least advantage. to defend the audience of the time, I mean, it seems like a normal step to take. You know, of just like, oh, I'm your boyfriend. I'll take care of you. I'll pay for your apartment. But like, he but he uses it to control it. her, and yeah. it's so gross, and it's so abusive, Icky. and yeah. like, it really made me uncomfortable. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so in the next scene, when they're at home, um, in bed, um. She is now thinking of taking a college course, but she's running all of them by him because it seems like she's taking a course to ple- to please him, to make him oh, yeah. think yeah, she's yeah, smarter. Yeah. And he's kind of giving his opinion, I guess, yeah. mm-hmm. on what the whether she should take. But actually, no, he's not that interested because what he really wants to do is play, and I'm quoting here, hide the salam. Yes. Oh, God. Hide the salam. 
when she's like, "All right, let me just smoke a little pot first. Right? Yeah, she she's gonna she's just gonna whip out the yeah. and is whip this out the, the scene pot where he puts the red yeah. lamp, the yeah. red light in the lamp. But also, well, but he harasses he, like, her about the pot. Yeah, he like takes it from her, like takes it away from her, and like she's just like, whatever, fine, I won't smoke. And like, but here's the thing. His reasons for her not smoking the pot are not like, oh, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and I don't, or, yeah, or I had right. a bad experience with drugs or I just, you know, mm-hmm. none of that. It's that when he, when he, somebody else smokes pot, he feels like it diminishes him in some way. Like when somebody right. has smoked pot and has sex with me, I feel like the, I'm not getting them, their, the full experience yeah, of them. He compares it to like when his audiences for stand up are too drunk, it's not a genuine laugh. Yeah. 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 That he's, yeah. Like, that he's not really earning stupid. the laugh. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking, I want, that's so dumb. Like, I want my audience to be fucked up. I want my okay. audience to be I think there's a fine line. <laughs> that yes for certain yeah, yeah. okay they're definitely yeah. like i think a there's a line there like mm-hmm. the audience is too drunk and then you get people who think that they're they're in f- it. funny yeah and they're like actually heckling you and that's mm-hmm. not what you want you're well, right I when i was say, at like, second city i had that experience because yeah, i would like, marathon shows and so i'd start at the eight and then i'd go to the 10 and then the midnight the later ones are kind and, like, of yeah. eight o'clock is like cool everybody's having dinner at the bar and like going back and like yeah. they're having their first drink 10 p.m somebody obviously spilled a drink on me at every single one yep and then by midnight people were just like fucking slow and like couldn't and every time somebody asks for suggestions everybody every, every time somebody asks for a, a, a suggestion they're like penis no that yeah. happens Balls. when people are sober i do sunday shows or yeah. i used to do sunday shows it still happens yeah. it's well ridiculous like gross. we're not going to use penis yeah. stop saying it back to yeah. the the pot thing yeah. um so i don't smoke do drugs drink you know so i don't really understand that kind of thing but i'm i'm not like judgmental of it but if my boyfriend were like could never ever ever have sex without smoking pot i'd be like what's wrong with me like why can't he be happy with me well i would just like to present this to you as a different perspective and i think that you and i've maybe had this conversation before that like if you don't look at pot as a drug and you instead look at it as a medicine or as like an outlet or a recreational activity like drinking is like some people do see it as a medicine and it, it does have medicinal purposes. And like for that person, maybe the only way they can relax before they have sex is to smoke. Also, it makes or, your lady parts tingle. It does. Um, <laughs> I just want to well, point I, that I out. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> ladies. But like, I, like I'm going to get down so... to it. I guess like for me, the way like I see regular marijuana use is not like, or for at least most people and most people that I have come in contact with who smoke on a regular basis, like it's not something that in any way like hinders them or they have to do because of a situation. It's just like, this is my antidepressant or this and is like, my, this is my, like, or this, this is my, is my baseline fear at the end of the night. You yeah, know, you like, know. yeah, this, that's some, for some this people makes smoke me so all that the I'm time. not fucking like, nuts. Right. Yeah. 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 Mellows so, you out or whatever. And or I don't like, have it's a just problem like, with marijuana. Like, I know it's not like a right. bad thing. But again, I, I feel like yeah. it's another way for him to control her. That's right. And yeah. she that's is like thing. resistant at first, but then is like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if well, that's but, what you want. It's, it's all about what he wants. Yeah, and they always. write her to be that way because yeah. it's like I would like to hope if this was like a real life relationship that maybe she wouldn't be that. You know what I mean? But yeah. like because like it's through the eyes ahead. of a guy, it's like well, okay. Like every reaction she has, yeah. to everything always. he does is well, okay. She doesn't yeah. uh, yeah. uh, until we get She's to the end where they're breaking up. Right, just lay there though, so, passively some, underneath him. And right, like, even like her little imaginary self like walks over oh, yeah. and is like I'm just gonna draw like you're just well I did like that yeah, part this is, I did this is an, another cute 
emergency device, which is where she she's her her body's still in bed with Alvi, and then her like spirit wh- whatever gets up and sits in the chair, and he's like, "I want all of you," and she's like, "You have my bot." Yeah, she seems my, not my, into it already, body. which is not yeah. a good sign. But yeah. yeah, like she's separated herself at least in his mind. Again, this is all through his mind. So mm-hmm. in his mind, she separated herself and is like, oh. Uh, maybe I should do the dishes or whatever, which Mm -hmm. I liked the device of that. I thought that was a good way to communicate that, how you can feel like somebody isn't really with you. Like I feel like, but it's his fault because he's, yeah, like he's trying to possess her and there's like a part of her that's just like, put it in and let's get this over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like, like so disturbing to me. Like that really upset me a little bit when she got up out of her body and like, I don't know. Cause I mean, he, I mean, he said he was like, well, I want all of you or whatever, but he continued with it. Like yeah. it, it didn't keep going. And yeah. she's like, let's just do it already. Let's just do it already. And he was yeah. like, me, okay. And it was just like, Ooh, like, I don't know. But this yeah. is super gross. The, this is, was the reality for a lot of women and, a lot uh, the reality for a lot of women still, still i was about to say i think it's yeah. still a reality I, mean, I, yeah. I think that's why it hit so hard yeah. because i was mm-hmm. like oh christ like yeah. nothing has yeah. changed <laughs> yeah yeah okay so the next scene is this is the this the big fight that made me uncomfortable she's like she's started classes he's like stalking her he's fucking stalking her like mm-hmm. she's like you're fu-. it just starts with her him of stalking her and then he's like mm, yeah okay yeah basically yeah i was stalking yeah, you, I, was but she, he, I thought he just said no i was just following you <laughs> he tried yes, to justify following him. you is yeah. stalking so yeah but he never says no i was stalking you he says like no it's fine it wasn't stalking you i was just following you everywhere you he go. thought it would be a nice surprise is what he said yeah so Cause. let's tick off mm-hmm. let's tick off the 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 abusive checklist here mm-hmm. okay makes fun of your makes fun of your partner check mm-hmm. tries to change your partner check makes them feel like they're not smart check uh starts to control their your life with money check stalks you check and then let's see what else do we have here he mentions uh, first of all there so we didn't really get to this but they're arguing because she has started college courses and now that seems to be giving her some confidence which he does not like Right. Even though he told her to take the fucking college courses to begin with. Right. right. And that she would meet interesting professors and then she did and he was like, you're and then sleeping he's with jealous him. jealous of the professor. Yeah. Accuses, your, accuses your partner of cheating. Check. She Another said, you're thing. paranoid. And he was like, yeah, okay, I am. Like he was like, but it's because you're hanging out with him. So like threw it back in her court. But also she mentions that they are, that he wanted an open relationship. Right. Which... Yeah. Check, check, check. I'm not trying to say that everybody in an open relationship is abusive to their significant other, but I will say, okay, like I really want to make that clear because I know there are probably people out there in an open relationship that are fine and healthy, but I will say most of the people I know who have been in abusive relationships coincidentally have also been simultaneously in an open relationship Mm -hmm. that is usually the abusive person's idea. Yes, it's not both of, it's not the the idea of both parties. Well, in your experience, with people, no, 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 no. I'm saying, or, I'm saying the the ones that are abu- bu- abusive, oh yeah, are yeah. the ones where only one person was like, Let's and this, do this. often right. happens mm-hmm. in those situations where the the abuser wants an open relationship, mm-hmm. but when the other person's when they think that other person, whether it's not whether it's true or not, when they think that other person is seeing somebody else, they go ape shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And start stalking them. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like the scene made me very uncomfortable. Like he's cruel. He's making fun of her. 
He's jealous. He's stalking her. He's being crazy. Like, I feel like we're supposed to think he's like, he's passionate and relationships fall apart. And that's just what happens. But I'm like, no, this is like fucking disturbing to me. And like listening to your checklist, it's like amazing that he could have completely blindly written this textbook abuser character and not even known. Well, I don't think people acknowledged. Yeah. Emotional, emotional abuse, abuse. Yeah, they, they still just, don't really. not a, it, people yeah. don't believe that that's a thing still yeah. yeah and and it's really hard to explain to people that like no like i have been abused it just it never left a bruise on my body you but know? It, le- it leaves a bruise leaves like on your fucking soul me. man yeah. yeah yeah like changes the way you relate to people yeah in all ways right. yeah Anyway, I didn't mean to get too serious on this comedy podcast about feminism, but this is fu- this Seriously? fucking serious. It's, a, it's this well, movie's no, fault. It's, it's a fucking serious issue, and the movie is supposed to be this lighthearted fucking. I mean, I know it's like a dramedy or whatever, but it's still under no, the comedy it's, it's, category. It's a rom com, Nicole. Yeah. It's, it's rom com, but there's nothing wrong about this com, is what I'm saying. That's very true. That's how I feel about most rom coms. To be honest with you, there's yeah, not a yeah, lot of rom about the com. <laughs> Actually, yeah. our one of our our buddy our friend friend podcasts the cutaways they did this movie uh, a couple months i want to say it was a couple months ago because i listened to the their ep- the episode that they did on any hall and they hated it anybody nowadays who likes this other than those creepy film students we yeah. were talking about. again two women um their podcast is they watch r- romantic comedies throughout film history ah we're not at the end yet guys no god i feel like there's so much more okay so now we get to the part where so they've been arguing she's putting the groceries away and is telling him about this dream that she's had. Right. Yeah. Anybody want to describe the dream that she has? Oh, she dreams that. Wait, who's strangling Frank her? Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra is strangling her, but Frank like, Sinatra has. Smothering her with a pillow, yeah. right? But smothering Frank her with Sinatra has gla- glasses. And he's like, why didn't you tell me I had glasses? And because they were it's his, his glasses. glasses. Yeah. 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 And the analyst is saying it's that he's smothering you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is a very, which, yeah, which I think is meant to be funny, but also but, like but kind of a violent. Can, can, can I go like back? Actually, can I go back actually to yeah, b- sure. before the glasses yep. when she was like, Frank Sinatra was smothering me. And he's like, oh, Frank Sinatra was a singer. You're a singer. You're smothering yourself. I thought what was also really weird about it was that the way she was telling him, like, guys, if I went to therapy and my therapist was like, that dream about Frank Sinatra smothering you is actually your boyfriend. I wouldn't come home yeah, and no, casually unpack him. groceries and be like, it's the crazy, wackiest thing happened today in therapy. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a like lot of things that don't me. make right. sense. Yeah it, you know? yeah, it was it was just really weird. Like they were, try- again, like what you said, like they were trying to make it supposed to be like this romantic, quirky, funny, a ha scene, but like it would just hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I feel like from this it. point on, the movie just hurts a lot. Yeah. Like I yeah. know it's supposed to be like, yeah, it's the breakup and we're supposed to find humor in it. And yeah, it's not like there aren't funny lines, but like I am mostly uncomfortable for the rest of this movie at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the cartoon of the evil queen that right. for some unknown reason had rock hard nipples. Of course. Whoa. Just like she had nipples for days. <laughs> like yeah. the whole, uh, that was all, well, I don't even know what happened. We need to be specific scene. about this. He pictures Diane Keaton. He pictures as Annie the as queen. the evil queen. The right. adult evil Snow queen. White. And he is this child, this tiny ch- ch- childish oh, so he's, person. He, he's the he's one like getting a, taken advantage of in yeah. his brain. And it was like yeah. perfectly depicted and clear. And then again with the period, the period thing. thing. You must be on your period. I can't. I'm a character. I'm a cartoon. It's like, ugh. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> uh, if you can have nipples, you can have a period cartoon lady. My God, yeah, no, right? They were. Do, y'all, they 
they drew nipples on this cartoon. Like, they why were, were the nipples sure. yeah. relevant they were, they were to this cartoon? It really bothered me. That the was fact the only that thing this cartoon was even drawn at all. So, Ross and Rachel style, they're on a brick. And he goes out on a date. <laughs> Pam, who says transplendent. Oh um, so they go. Out, he goes out with Shelley Duvall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelley Duvall, who I assume is meant to be kind of vapid and yes. vapid, mm-hmm. yeah. really, yeah. Um, yeah, attractive, vapid person who he is awful to like he mm-hmm. doesn't even look her in the eye like she's trying to talk to, to him he's ignoring her like yeah. i guess we're meant to feel like oh look how he's really in love with annie and that's all or, i can think about he, but instead he's look at really all these w- women out in the world who are so pathetic and i can't be with anyone and yeah so yeah. despite the fact that he openly seems like he hates her this girl that he's yeah. on a date with at a rock show he immediately sleeps with her he sleeps yeah. with her though like of yeah. course yeah and then afterwards she's trying to talk to him and he's like ignoring her mm-hmm. like a straight well, up dick and she, well, to he, be he fair, gets, the first thing she says is sorry i took so long to finish and he says something about like yeah, yeah it's okay i'll rest my jaw or something like well i think he said my jaw was going numb or something oh yeah, yeah whatever it was, it was oh, which is not an image that i ever want to have <laughs> so no, i don't want to picture woody allen going down on shelly duvall I never ever apologize God, no. for taking too long to finish girls okay i no. never apologize no. i'm like if you want the if you want this con- to continue yeah you gonna make me finish we are we all finish yeah this that is the treaty amongst us it's not a one-way street nope nope Nope. everyone finishes or no one finishes (laughs) (laughs) those are the rules that i live by oh my god i want that on a pillow i want that stitched on a pillow (laughs) jasmine um i think we have an order for your etsy shop we do i can just imagine we're like everyone finishes (laughs) or no one finishes (laughs) oh my god how did you know my sexy voice? Um, <laughs> all right. So at this point, I'm wondering, would women in the 1970s find this guy as vile as I do? Like, I don't know. She, yeah. Go ahead. He seems so vile. All like, of, all I, of the know. women in this movie. I don't know. Well, the women were written by men. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, sorry. I wrote down my something else she said in this. the sex scene that was just you like, it was like Kafka-esque. Because my mom didn't have a problem with it when she saw it when she, See, she was yeah. obsessed. Mm-hmm. 17 because that's how every movie and every show okay, and everyone I am was sorry women of the 70s that you well this was a reality of your existence because mm-hmm. there i would not have gone past like the first date with this loser no but the thing that's weird is that like even into like we're jumping a different topic this is my fault but cheers i loved that show growing up watched it last year yep threw something at my TV and ran out because it is an abusive when, relationship yeah. glorified. When you li- <clears throat> live in that world and that's all you see, how right. can you know that there's anything else? When you're a little kid and you're watching it, you're like, this is normal. And then yeah. you that, like, this that was the world. Is. Yeah. And, and that was the world and that's right. how it all was. There, there, like, there were no Tina Fey's and a- Amy Poehler's. And yeah, ladies who are in film, get out there and please make us some more stuff because we don't need Cheers or Woody Allen anymore. Yeah. We don't need any more any holes. Thank you. Nope. No, thank you. I also would like to point out that after they have sex and they're sitting in the bed, uh, Shelley Duvall has like braids, like she's a little girl, which I also found really disturbing. I, yeah, okay. Also, did so she take the that. time to do the braids before the before, rock show and the yeah. sex? But like, is that oh, another like, night though? Like, I'm not night. sure. If it was the same night. I thought it was the same Are night. Are we being too. led to believe that they actually went out for more than just one night? I think that the movie jumps around in time that we could believe that that's true i think that's it's plausible point. either way but that's i like to i mean the different hair Shelley Duvall putting me. this tiny little braids in her hair right before sex and it's like sorry just wait another 15 minutes my hair is really long um <laughs> but then <laughs> Al- alvi gets a call yes from annie 
gets a call this from is Annie. the part where I just want to like scream and punch him yeah. because and punch Woody the the screenwriter because what happens is he goes over to Annie's apartment and she has called him over to kill a spider. Yes. And I'm like, really? Like someone who's not going out with you to call you to get you to come over and kill a spider. You know, like, not that I think Christo comes over and kills your spiders or anything, but I feel mm-hmm, like what no. Annie needs in her life is a Christo. Yeah, she needs a GVF. Honestly, because if she had a Christo in her life, this shit would not stand. No. It really wouldn't. No. And he even is like, I'm not your boyfriend. Why am I here? You know, it's like. So yeah, apparently they've broken up. Yeah. Um, he leaves this woman in the bed that he has just had sex with. Mm-hmm. It's three o'clock in the morning. Um, Annie has called him to get a spider out of her bathroom. And while he's yeah. there, he's like picking up her mail and like reading through her stuff and, 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 and making assumptions about her, like going out with other guys. And it's like, yeah. um, well, you guys are broken up. So he, like, picks up a program gets from a concert jealous. or something. And it's like, well, did you go to this with your professor and or whatever? Then- and she's like, yeah. And I then did. they're like in, like sitting in on the bed, and she's like, "I miss you." Well, he destroys her bathroom trying to kill two spiders that are actually in there, mm-hmm. uh, and then she starts crying, mm-hmm. and saying how much she misses him, and he lies about having a woman over because she's like, "Her, were you with somebody tonight?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No," which gross. Yeah, gross. like uh, okay. Gross. First of all, okay, and then the thing that happens immediately after this is they have sex, and yes. I'm like. Uh, this this two first situation I find gross. particularly gross. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not so going to disclose to the other person, like, hey, I just li- I haven't even showered since I had sex with another woman. That's like disgusting. You do not deserve yeah. to bone another lady. No. Like you got to let them know. No, that's gross. Let's hope you wear condom both times. Yeah, it's probably 1977, not. so I doubt it. Doubt it. He looks like the type oh. of guy that would be like, it's uncomfortable. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, oh, it hurts. I have a, I get a rash afterwards. Like, My life no... is hard. It's yeah. too hard for me. I go soft every <laughs> you time I put on a condom. <laughs> <laughs> All the excuses. So they decide to get back together. And she says the classic Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, she which is, forget. I can help you have more fun. Yes. Ugh. Yes. <sighs> Yep, that killed me. I was like, oh, because that's yeah. all that I'm here for. Yep. Ah. So after I, I, I know we're glossing over this, but basically it's showing like, oh, we're having fun again. Like, oh, yeah. our relationship mm-hmm. is fun. I'm so glad we're back together and we're really connecting. And then we go to her singing at the club again. And she is, seems a little bit more comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know what song? Does anybody write? Feels down? like old times. Yeah, she wrote. She was singing. Feels sing, seems like old times. So she gets off stage and then Paul Simon shows up, which who I was very excited he to see. He's yeah. a guy named Tony and he's a music producer and mm-hmm. he wants to invite her to a party afterward and meet people, network. Well, it seems like, like he maybe wants to sign her or yeah, produce right. a record for her or something. And it seems like a good career thing. And he's like, why don't you come over to this party? We're going to get some drinks. Why don't we talk about it? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And then Alvy is like, no, we have this thing. Like he immediately shuts yeah. it down because... And he's jealous and he, he can't let her have yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, but she doesn't even argue with him. She's like, no, we don't have that thing. Yes, I'm going to come to that. She just goes, I guess I have something. Well, yeah, but then after yeah. they leave, she puts up a tiny bit, but she's basically like, oh, I want to go out and I want to do things and you want to do anything. But it's like, it's more than that. Like, this is a yeah. career move for her. 
Yeah, and he's, he's getting in the her. way of that. Yeah, right. he can't. Well, I mean, he did it for his ex-wife, even. I mean, like the one You're where right. she was at that really positive the, writer's party, and he wanted to party. quiet hump. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to quietly hump instead of her networking. Right, quietly instead hump of her every doing time, good I things. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> quietly hump. I want to die a little bit. Yeah. I'm glad I could provide that noise. <laughs> for All right. So uh, next, we get the famous therapy split screen well can i just tell you what they yep. did instead of going to the networking party they went to the oh, nazi God. documentary they watched again. the nazi documentary yeah. Yeah. again yeah. again yeah. like fuck you guys how does he not know how awful he is like, i don't know. Does he not know because i asked that about a lot of people other because other people tell him he's great that's mm-hmm. why Mm-hmm. Think of all the awful men you know in your life. That's true. They're all just constantly being told like, she's crazy. She's yeah. just a psycho bitch. You're right. But you can see in this therapy session that it seems like Diane Keaton is starting to become her own person. Right. Like you see that coming out in the therapy session where she's like, you know, this is bothering me and this is bothering me and this is bothering me and I don't know how to tell him. She's starting to realize that this is a shitty relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So the next scene, I don't think we need to say too much about it because it's just a, a joke about about Coke. But well, let's um, pour some out for that poor cocaine guy. <laughs> pour some out for that. <laughs> that was a shame. Did that of all the was that this, this the sh- so most sad. shocking and upsetting thing? Did you feel the greatest amount of loss watching that scene? Uh, yeah, I did. Like I forget what really did. He sneezed. He sneezed. So this is an iconic scene. What he does is they're putting out the cocaine on the table, and so he puts his fingertip in it. And I was like, I don't understand what the kick is of this. And then he sticks that little bit inside his nostril and then immediately sneezes into this box of cocaine after the guy explains that it's, what, 2,000 an ounce? He said it was like 1,000 bucks. This was not in the script, too. This was... Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, he said something about it being like 1,000 or 2,000 an ounce. And like, if you know anything about drugs and how much they weigh, that little box was like just way more than an ounce that was like easily like five grand of cocaine or like something ridiculous like it was just he like sneezed away like at least five grand which was probably like a whole car no but what i'm saying is the the sneeze was not in the script that woody allen sneezed on accident accident. and they just kept kept it in so what was the scene supposed to be anyway in the first place because that was the button on the scene but i feel like woody allen does not need cocaine no, that is the last thing. God, I can you imagine how long you would have to sit and listen to him talk? No. Yeah. So they go to L.A. I can't remember what the reason is. I mean, I know that his. I think it's to meet. Oh, I he's got a show. Like a music producer. Or no. no, he's yeah, he's presenting an award show. He's presenting at an award show. First, well, he, misses. he misses the award show because right. he f- like says he's sick and he won't eat. And the doctor mm-hmm. comes over and is trying to feed him. And he's like, eat this chicken. And that chicken looked delicious and he wouldn't eat it. And then she's like, don't worry, they found someone else to do it. And he immediately starts eating. Well, I kind of took that to mean that he was having anxiety about oh, being on television. For sure, for and sure. that, I mean, I've been there where you're like, yeah. I'm dying. And then somebody removes the thing that's causing your anxiety attack. And you're like, is that chicken? I'm yeah. going to eat that. Now. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I, I actually related to that. I mean, a lot. I definitely did too. But at first, I was just like, why is he being such a fucking baby? Well, yeah. But then I, I at like, this point, we're just like worn down yeah, with just, his like, complaining. Yeah, I just hate him at this point. So yeah. I was just like, I fucking hate him. So they go to the Hollywood party. Which I'm pretty sure took place on the same place that they shot the movie Blow with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or it Entourage. Just like the yeah. same house. The, like the uh, prototypical LA party house. Yeah, from like the 70s. Like it looked like the exact same house that they were Listeners in. out there who live in LA. Blow. I think we do have a few LA listeners. Um, is that what all houses look like? That house, the yeah. party house, is that the what all the LA paneling? houses with is and the big 
giant like super big windows like it's super huge, huge windows like the whole windows. thing is like, like the whole thing is, if yeah. you're insanely rich i yeah. bet this was like a ranch style house though it wasn't even like <laughs> no i mean like houses out there are like a ranch okay woody allen and his disgusting friend are ogling all the women and rating them mm-hmm. yes playboy girls mm-hmm. except that their arms and legs move um yep that's what was said did anybody else find it disturbing that the girl that they rated a 10 who is also paul simon's seems like his girlfriend Mm -hmm. maybe looked like a child oh she looked like a 14 year old it was real creepy she was not wearing a bra that also she legit looked like a child her looking like a child Mm -hmm. her nipples were just like i'm here (laughs) but also like her face like she just looked Definitely did not look yeah. 18 to me. Mm-mm. You couldn't see her fa- face in a lot of the shots because like when her hair was blocking her face for most of the shots because yeah. I kept trying to see her face and you just couldn't see her face. Yeah. I feel like that happened a lot in this movie though, like in the beginning where that guy behind them was being loud and obnoxious, um, quote unquote, but really he was being loud and obnoxious. Anyway, um, the woman that the guy behind them was talking to, Woody Allen covered her face up. With well, his head. there's the time mostly, there are hardly yeah. any woman, women in this movie yeah, that aren't Woody Allen's mother or somebody he's sleeping with. Right. Really? really? There really aren't that many women in this or movie. Or you can't are see there their any face? women in this movie? There are. Well, there's, there's women like that he's sleep with. Rent grandma or something, his aunt, or like they're yeah. talking to a little girl at some point. Okay, well. yeah. Maybe a little girl. I don't know. They were facing away. I couldn't tell if that was a girl or not. Um, but yeah, mostly men in this movie, except for people Woody Allen was sleeping with. Really? Yeah, I feel just, like. No, you're right. It was. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary's sucks. just. It's, 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 Hillary has given up. I'm so glad this is the last movie we have for our, our show. <laughs> this isn't for even the that is love story. Let's though, really guys. Go, up on, go out on a high note, you guys. High note. Does anyone have anything else to say about the party? Well, I did want to mention that the music producer played by Paul Simon wants mm-hmm. her to record a record there and he wants her yeah. to stay at the play, his place. And she's like, Oh cool. And she seems like she's kind of into it. Mm-hmm. And of course, Alvy's like, mm, no, yeah, that's no. Yep. Okay. So they fly home on the airplane on the flight. Yep. This is mm-hmm. the famous dead shark scene where he's like, you know, a relationship is like a shark. You have to keep it moving or it dies. What we have on our hands is a dead shark. And that's like a famous line well, because I it's like... I think they're both, they're both thinking they in voiceover thinking about how they want to break up, but they don't know how to tell the other person, right? And then they Let's both make it as it. clever and cute as possible. But even like Annie Hall, Annie is like, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like yeah. finally, this was the moment where I was like, finally, girl. Yeah, yeah. Finally, she's like, I gotta fucking, I gotta jump ship on this shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Naturally, though, in their thoughts before they decide to break up, everything she doesn't like about him has to do with something emotional and everything that he doesn't like about her has to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Still. Now, this yeah. is the point where I'm like, why are we seeing all of his relationships? Why are we seeing any of hers? Like, why are we seeing because her going out? Because she doesn't matter anymore. Even though she's the, the title people. character, she's not the main character. And I like had this discussion with Cristo afterwards because like I was like, I don't know anything about Annie Hall. I know absolutely nothing yeah. about her or her life or her choices or why she made any of them. Well, she, it doesn't matter because like, it... it but it just I was like I it was in it for this movie about like this relationship and this woman was an equal part in it and she just wasn't no definitely you know not. like I know absolutely nothing about the title character of this film at the end of the film I know nothing about her 
Well, it was real frustrating. We know their yeah. breakup is pretty amicable. In fact, she yeah. seems thrilled. Like he seems like he's maybe having some second thoughts, but she is like fucking happy. happy. Yeah, happy and which I loved. I so felt great. good yeah. seeing yeah. that. I was like, thank God, girl. Like, mm-hmm. get out of there. Mm-hmm. So she, you're right. Like Woody Allen's dating other people. He's trying to recreate these moments. He realizes that it's never going to be as good as it was with Annie. Yeah, so he creepily writes it into a play. Well, no. First, he creepily calls her on the phone and is like, I want you back. And she's living in L.A. now. And she's and like, out to L.A. Yeah, he Ooh, goes out to L.A. Yeah. and is like like a fucking psycho. Yeah, and he's like, meet me at the health foods. Because re- he's like, it's some like health foodsy oh, yeah. California kind of restaurant. Yeah. And he's like, you have to meet me here and see oh. me. And she's like, yeah, he goes out to L.A. Yeah, and is basically like, I'm here. To her? Ask her yeah, he to marry him in the most yeah, unromantic like, way. Yeah. He's like, yeah. just, let's just get married. Or do you want to get married or what? Or like well, something he, like I that. I think he implies that the reason she broke up with him is because she wanted to get married. Of course, because that's, that's that's all we goal. want. Yeah, yeah. all we goal. want. She shows up looking radiant. Yes. In a nice white linen dress. Because Diane Keaton is radiant wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, as soon as she sits down, he's like, you look great. And she's like, Oh, no, he says, you look pretty. She's like, no, I just lost some weight. And I was like, oh. That killed me. That <laughs> killed me. Please stop, Ow. Diane. Please stop this movie. Don't lose anymore. We'll, we won't be able to see you anymore. This right. movie. Stop this. Save this movie from itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he proposes to her. He wants her to come back to New York. She compares him to New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, but I think that that honestly was supposed to be like the moral of this story. I think it was supposed to be like Woody Allen is New York kind of thing too. Like Which I makes me want to barf. Part of it. And it um, just, yes. Ugh. Barf. He's an island. Not, He's no, an island that I don't want to go visit. There, not even by never ferry. Go there. Not even by ferry. <laughs> no. Not even a nice ferry ride. So she wants to stay friends. He does not, she does not, she turns down his proposal, doesn't even consider it. Like she the whole leaves. time she's, she's like, like I have to go. she does not seem like she wants to be there, which no. I feel like I'm on board with. Yeah. Finally. Right. Um, but then he, al- she also gives him credit for all of her self-improvement. Yeah. Right. right. She yeah. How she was a singer. She's like, you got me to How sing. She read those go things. Right. So she still looks like a bitch though. She was basically yeah. being like, you did all this great stuff for me. I'm not the same person without you, but I'm still leaving. So it's like, what a bitch. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But th- there was a lot about this part that felt really real in an uncomfortable way. And like, I don't know if the movie wanted it to be that way, but there were, but there was something interesting about this that he was basically like, and again, it's like an abusive person continue, that doesn't know they're abusive continuing yeah. to be, because he's basically like, you still love me. You do. And she's like, no. Yeah. I feel no. like we were walking that very fine line between like, you love me, you still do. And if you don't marry me, I'm going to kill myself. You know, right. like that's the last like check mark on the like emotional abuse that like yeah. we needed to so check it, was like the guilt trip. He never quite got there. Like, he never she, did. But, she like, leaves, but then uh, he hits like four cars with uh-huh. his car. Yeah. Which I want to say was supposed to be attributed to him being a bad driver. If you notice, he couldn't get the top Well, yeah, to the because he's a New Yorker. The joke either. is he's a New Yorker and New Yorkers don't drive. Yeah. Then the he directs. Wait, wait. Oh, his friend picks him up, bails him out of oh, jail. This is the one. And he was interrupted to pick up Albie from jail from having sex with two 16 year old girls, twins. <gasps> yep. Yes. Is yep. that the pedophile there joke is. I missed? Oh, yes. gross, gross, gross. There and it, it, is. it wasn't even a joke. It was just like, yeah, they were 16. And Albie's like, good job, bro. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna go home. You guys have a lovely night. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go home and take like four showers. Four showers. Yeah. I just like, my vagina is in non-existent. My shower and like hold my. Knees. It's like a Ken. It's like a Ken doll down there. Oh, God. I'm like really glad I missed that, you guys. Like that was probably when I was like, well, if this movie's not over soon, I guess I'm just getting another piece of pizza. <laughs> so you're probably oh God, chewing, like chewing, origin. chewing really sorry, loudly. We, miss that part. Sorry, we shared that with you, Hillary. <laughs> I'm upset. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Every you should be upset. Yeah. That's the normal response to this movie that I feel like people in the '70s must have missed. But it's not yeah. over yet because then yet. he takes the whole thing, this whole th- relationship with her. And writes it into a play where he where she begs for him to come back. Yeah, yes. at the end, and he's like, "What do you want from me?" Again, excusing his behavior. So, um, <laughs> we're finally at the we're, end. We're past we the. Recorded. There's like a long pause. Like, oh, here we God, go. This movie past the the, the over to the last. There's not part. enough ice cream in the world. There's last not. Part. These All right, so we're at the end. Great, so she comes back to New York. She eventually comes. He runs into her one last time. They had a movie and chat and laugh and ram and nails. And then she walks away, and he stands there lonely. Um, and there's this all these flood, the flood Flash of memories. Yeah, the flood of memories. Oh yeah, snapshots. But the flood so. of memories also contain that lingerie thing as a positive thing. Did anybody else catch up? Yeah, on I that? did. Okay. I saw that. This is mm-hmm. what I said to Nicole when this was happening. I was like, I don't see any of this as being good. Like, I don't. This none of it was good yeah, to me. Yeah, well, like I, I don't see any of this as being like mm-hmm. a positive, nostalgic, nostalgic. No, okay, I know you like lobster, no. but even lobster can't save this movie. Even, even buttery, lobster. delicious lobster cannot even save lobster. this movie. Even all the cutesy, sticky devices can't save this mo- mo- movie. I mean, ultimately, I feel okay. So it ends with him in a voiceover. Okay, as yeah. Diane Keaton sings, "Seems like old times" in right. the background. Mm-hmm. What did he say about eggs? I don't know. At this point, I had given up something on life. About, something about eggs. <laughs> so something about like the ch- the chicken. Something that has I, eggs. I, like, I okay, know. look, the, the, the point the chickens is, chickens are gross and fat and disgusting. But right, they the chickens eggs. ruin the backyard, but they make the eggs, and we need the eggs, and that's and what the uh, same relationships, relationships are. Horrible. So, are the eggs sex? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. the eggs are sex. But th- this is he. Bas- but he did say relate. I don't know the exact quote, but it was like the relationships are horrible and awful, and you hate them, but you need the eggs. And I'm like. Ultimately, I feel like this was a harrowing tale Uh about a woman who escapes an abusive relationship. That's a very positive way to look at it. That's how I choose to remember this now. It's not like I didn't go in there with my preconceived notions about Woody Allen, but I've seen Blue Jazz. I saw Blue Jasmine, like I mentioned, and even hating Woody Allen, I was like, this movie is really great. This is an excellent movie. This is well-written. Damn you, Woody Allen. This is well put together. I really liked Midnight in Paris. I really did. I love Bullets Over Broadway. was goddamn painful. Yeah, it was painful. Painful. And I love Diane Keaton. I love her. I love her like she is my mother. I did not enjoy this movie. No. But I laughed at some of the jokes. I thought the writing was okay. I liked the filmmaking. The cinematography was beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Like, I mean, I enjoyed the movie to an extent, but not. (laughs) Also, I bet I mean to an extent. To an extent, Mm -hmm. but the storyline was boring. I hated the characters. I feel Mm -hmm. like I know nothing about the people in this movie. I thought they were all really shitty people who were not interesting, and I would never watch this movie ever again. Agreed. Yeah, and that's how I feel. (laughs) I feel like I'm upset on the 
deeper le- le- level <laughs> than um, like just not wanting bones. to see it because my, I grew up hearing my parents sing its pra- pra- praises and it being one of those like one of those films that's like one of the great films and like it won all these Oscars and it's well regarded and like looking up on reviews online like every no one had a problem with the things we had a pro- problem right. with I know that like my parents are feminists and like they get this stuff now but like it still kind of upsets me that like what I saw was ever perceived to be good. Well, I mean, it's varying degrees. Um, I mean, if you go back further than this, like women couldn't have credit cards. Mm -hmm. They couldn't um, take out a loan to run a business. Um, Physical abuse was accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, Women were considered to be property. Um, So, you know, it's all varying degrees. Uh, It's all steps toward a better society. Um, And as a modern woman, in 2016, I find the behavior of this character vile. Mm-hmm. So perhaps in the 1970s, people may have found it to be um, something that they were a little more accepting of. Or maybe it was like, ew, I don't like this guy. But they wouldn't have taken it to, they wouldn't have considered it to be abuse maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they would have, but they wouldn't know what to call it. Or they wouldn't have yeah. the words for it. Or they wouldn't have been validated in the way that it was acceptable to talk about it in this way. But I feel like this movie is about an abusive, an abusive person, an abusive self-centered person. And, uh, I think it's written by an abusive self-centered person. And, um, while I was watching this, I thought, you know, women have been, all that's been available to us to watch have has been cre- cre- created by men from the from the beginning until now. And all the ways that they write the women, we get that from an early age. We see that as a kid growing up, and we think that's what women want. That's what how women behave. That's what we think. And then you start to yeah. like take that in and think, this is what I want. This is what I need to say. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to act. Yeah. You want to be like the pretty lady on TV. Yeah. 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 All right, so Annie Hall. Kenzie. I'm glad. Ooh, oh, yeah. Did, did you have fun, anything fun, fun, you wanted fun, fun, to fun. say? About oh, I did not Hall. like this at all. <laughs> um, sorry, Kenzie. It was a fa- I hate all of you for I'm sorry <laughs> that we put you through We're this. We're never going to be friends now. <laughs> never. Um, Kenzie's yeah. first and last appearance on this yeah. podcast. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Annie Hall ruined it. No, I just thought it, I, I hated it, especially like knowing what I did about Woody Allen. But even if I hadn't, like... Yeah. Again, with the abusive glorification. Yeah, really normalizing abuse. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. Well, here, guys, there's a silver lining. Let's find it. Um, we live in a society that is different Hooray. than the 1970s. It's not as if we've elected a president that normalizes abuse. Thank God we have <laughs> it. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so Musical nervous interlude. breakdown, nervous breakdown, nervous. That's a musical interlude. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Nervous Breakdowns. This is the part of the show where we read um, horrifying casting breakdowns from this, legitimate casting sources. This is so exciting. This well, is so exciting. be excited because we're gonna like we we're gonna hand this over to you to yes. read. Yes. This is an actual casting breakdown. This is. I would like to repeat. This is an actual casting breakdown from a reputable casting source. We will not out the place that it came from. We will not out the production company or the name of the film 
But you know who you are. But you know who you are, fuckers. Before I hand you the character description, I just want to say that part of the uh, description before you get to the character is, we have a $50 gas stipend for anyone who needs to travel in. Best I can offer with what I've been given. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my God, that already sounds creepy as hell. Oh my God, let okay, me see Okay, character, <laughs> so character name and breakdown. Kenzie's going to read it. Oh. Here it goes. Here it goes. Adrian. She needs to be around 18 to 24. Very athletic. Good build. Effervescent. Big eyed if possible, in parentheses, <laughs> and comfortable doing some semi-nudity as she's laid out on the corpse table, in parentheses, dead, while our priest fondles her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I said that out loud. Some nudity slash groping. Mm-hmm. She'll be wearing bike shorts, runners, t-shirt or tank top slash sports bras, etc. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like fumbling through this. It's unbelievable that this is real. Open to all ethnic backgrounds. Dot, 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 dot. One speech and 14 lines, two scenes. Oh my God. You heard that right, America. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my we God. need a big eyed effervescent. 14 lines, you guys. 14 lines. Who wants to be a corpse and get fondled by a priest? I Sign mean, me I mean, up. Can I please just say that it's creepy that they say. And we'll be fondled by our priest. It's like they're just like hiring a woman to like lay on a table and pretend to be dead while they're like, hey, Father Bob, you want to come over this weekend and but, fondle okay, a dead but girl? I, but I have a question. Are they, is the priest going to like fondle her or is it like an it autopsy? Says, it says fondle. It says fondle. It does not say groping. autopsy. No. It says some nudity slash groping. Groping. Groping and fondle <gasps> are in there. Groping. But hey, guys, guys. $50 gas card, am I right? Yeah. Uh, this, I would card. like to Thank add God. that this do- job does pay. How much, though? I mean, I feel like I don't want to give too many details, oh, but uh, darn, it does pay. Um, what is the price of fondling, though, really? <laughs> there is not no, one. No price. There's no price. I don't if know. So if guys, someone offered the opportunity like, to pay, play an effervescent corpse, I mean. If if my favorite is effervescent. So you want I'd a like, bubbly no. corpse with big eyes. <laughs> Is that what like you want? Possible. Most disgusting, rotted out corpse. Just like it's bubbling <laughs> with like but with the, vapors. But with the face like the, <laughs> the face that's like wide eyed and happy. It's like totally happy. <laughs> two thumbs up. Yeah. She's being fondled and she's happy about <laughs> if it. If someone offered me and dead. a billion yeah. do- dollars, I'd be like, no. Oh, um, man. I'd probably do it for like for a the, couple thousand. For I'd the like, rest sure. of my life, I'd be like, everything I'm paying for was paid for by my fond- fondling <laughs> Money. I don't know. I think I'd be fine with having fondling money. At least I'd have money. (laughs) All right. Um, Hillary, can you read this other one? Yes. Again, we're not going to out the production company or the reputable casting source that this came from. I want to emphasize that this is not something I reputable. (laughs) Hashtag reputable casting source. I didn't pull this off fucking Craigslist or something. No, this is real. This This is is fucking real, you guys. I get these emails all the time. Yeah. So, um, Hillary, can you read this? Also, I'd like to add the the entire breakdown is in all caps, as though I, as it's though not, it's yelling it's at you. So, at could you. you read it as though you're yelling at us, <laughs> but at a reasonable level, so as not to peak the audio? Um, should I just read the female roles? Or, no, I'm I read think both. you should read I'm both. Read all yeah. of them. Oh my God, I'm so all right. Excited. 
lap dance veil. Okay, that is actually... <laughs> A.K.A. the perf. 28 to 40 years old. Never going to be American male. While getting a lap dance at a strip club, he is stabbed by the stripper. He must be comfortable with someone doing a lap dance on him and comfortable with stunt violence. What's the name of the character again? Lap dance male, a.k.a. the perv. The perv. <laughs> Who gets stabbed by a stripper, right? Mm-hmm. In all caps. And then we have strippers one and two. 18 to 26 years old female. Must be able to speak on camera. <laughs> Seriously, this is in all caps, the whole thing. Not needed to do tricks on a pole, but won't be needed to dance around a pole. Must be comfortable portraying a stripper and dance in dressing like a stripper. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, breakthrough role. Right? I mean, Just, sign me up. Yeah. Breakthrough. It doesn't you know, even mention Annie that Hall she has is to not looking so someone, bad right guys. now, you guys. Yeah. Like, I blame you. kept her clothes she's doing. on. Like, she's at least stabbing someone. It could have at least been like the murderer or like. Well, I guess it's better than being a corpse that gets agent. fondled. <laughs> I don't think no. anything is lower than that. God, just... <laughs> Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about things that we are working on and that our guests are working on so you can get out there and see and listen to and interact with all the fun things that are happening with women in comedy. So, Kenzie, tell us what you've got going on. All right, so December 9th at 9 o'clock, so 9-9, that's very easy to remember. Yes. December 9th, 9 o'clock at Highland Ballroom, $5 for ticket. Ladylike is going to have their A Very Ladylike Christmas Carol. Take that however you want. Oh it's going to be mind-blowing. I'm so Yay. excited. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so excited. So it will be great. Um, uh, I think that that's, I mean, I could, our January show is the 27th at 9 as well. Yay. So. Well, can you talk a little bit about what Lee? Yeah, you, you, you guys have recently is? changed yeah, up the so format. Yeah, so we recently a bit. changed up our format. Um, it happened really organically. We're really excited about it. Um, now we're doing a true blue variety hour. So if you, you know, if you like the Carol Burnett show for people out there who <laughs> maybe still know what that is, that's what we're trying to emulate. Um, so still expect women being hilarious still expect music and comedy sketches because i'm a fan Mm -hmm. i don't care um we still have a really really solid lady cast we have a solid ladies writers group um it's really really exciting and i couldn't be more proud of it it's gonna be great you guys we will be there yeah Yeah. we will definitely be there watching most of their shows last year the ones we could attend and they're all they've always been great great. so great thank you thank you Definitely an important place for women. Yeah, to be it's funny. a very safe space yeah. for women, especially in this weird time. We would like to say we are definitely still a very safe space for everybody. And a very sure. funny space. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I would, I would <laughs> use the word nourishing. That's nourishing. a beautiful that's word. Excellent, that's yeah. an excellent Thank word. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That, Comedy that, that hit nourishes. me in my like good feels. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so please, if you're in the Atlanta area, don't miss the show. It's going to be great. All right, Hillary, what do you got? Well... You can find the complete season of PYT's web show uh, closing out this month. We will air the final episodes and you can catch all of the first season available on our Vimeo channel at crit- or for Critical Crop Top. Yeah, I think at um, this point when this podcast comes out, we might have like another week's worth yeah, of think, episodes. Yeah, I think we have like one more episode coming out next week. Um, I think there'll be two episodes the last week. Oh, so yeah. two episodes Twofer. of PYT's web show next week for the finale 
Um, so make sure to check that out and subscribe to the Critical Crop Top Vimeo channel. Mm-hmm. Then I'm also super excited to announce that I am directing again with One Minute Play Festival so um, for the special Atlanta holiday edition. So if you guys are in Atlanta on Tuesday, December 20th or Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m., uh, One Minute Play Fest holiday edition will be going on. Nicole wrote some uh, plays for it. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun experience. It's a bunch of different actors and directors and writers who all come together to put on one piece that is all one minute plays about it's a um, very very special project i mean yeah. it's, it's it's really near and dear to my heart we've been uh involved in it for a couple years now yeah it's been a few years and that I've this is their first holiday show that we've been involved with uh usually yeah. they do it one in the spring and that's it and this is exciting yeah, it's so gonna I'm, be really special I'm really excited, and this one's a smaller group of people, Mm -hmm. Um, so make sure to come check that out at Actors Express, One Minute Play Festival on the 20th and 21st at 8 p.m. Correct. Yay. So also happening this month, on Thursday, December the 8th, is the Wonder Root. There's a Wonder Root film series, and um, it's the mostly local, locally made Atlanta short screening uh so wonder root is doing a screening and 80s dating video remix is going to be playing in it that will be at the plaza and jesus christ oh it's i have written down that it starts at 7 30 so let's hope that's correct and if you okay. haven't seen 80s dating video remix you're missing out because it's the funniest thing i've ever seen so if oh, you haven't man. go 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 see it it's gonna be a chance to see it live, live. at the historic plaza theater with a bunch of other people uh, there's going to be lots of other great films in the program, uh, local shorts. Uh, so come check it out. So that's Wonder Root Film Screening, Plaza Theater, Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in like, LA, fly out. Thursday, December 8th. If you're in LA, fly out. If you're if you're anywhere else, just if you're stay in there, Japan, though. swim out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the southeast, just drive down. <laughs> <laughs> or drive up, depending drive, drive on. on. No, Although, Florida doesn't count. If you're from Florida, fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> fuck you, Florida. <laughs> so that's what that's what we've got going on, you guys. Um, so we're just getting started, folks. Uh, this is our last episode for 2016, um, but we'll be back in 2017 with more nervous breakdowns. We'll be back with more films. We'll be back with more guests. It's been a great year. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, You can go back and listen to other episodes that you haven't heard. If you've got quite the catalog now that we've been up for a year. So Mm -hmm. go check those out. And uh, thanks, everybody, for going on this journey with us. We'll see you in 2017. Thank you. And thank you, Kenzie. Thank, thank you, Kenzie, Kenzie, for being here thank on you our for last episode. Yeah, thank you, Kenzie. It is an honor. <laughs> All right. Go out there and make some, tell some stories, ladies. Go out there and make a movie. That's an order between now and January. <laughs>